Welcome to None of This Is Real, the podcast for all things mysterious and, you guessed it, weird. <laughs> you did guess it. You're so good. I'm Doomsday Domini. I'm Sarah Sinkhole, sinking into a sarcastic hole. And I am spiritually prepping for Doomsday over here. Are you ready yet? Jesus, you've been prepping for a minute. Surrounded by crystals and alkaline water. <laughs> oh my god, not alkaline water. Just kidding. I'll let you have the crystals, but I ain't letting you drink that alkaline water, you hear? Dang it, Sarah! Give me my alkaline that's the, water! That's the new age version of drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> she drank the alkaline water. She's drinking that alkaline water, you know what I'm saying? Whew, did anything mysterious or weird happen to you as of late? Well, you know, this week we're talking about the Bigfoot Festival. And so on the way to said festival, we were we were having a little Bigfoot fever. A little, uh, little Sasquatch flu. <laughs> Sasquatch fever! That kind we were just, yeah, exactly like that. And we were really excited, so... For some reason, the thing, we were just, of course, talking about Bigfoot, and the thing that became, every time a new song came on, we just imagined a bunch of Bigfoots as the band members playing the song, so it was like this <laughs> really pretty uh, classical song on, and we were describing a bunch of Sasquatch doing cotillion in their, like, slow dancing with mm-hmm. each other, a bunch of awkward teenage Sasquatches. <laughs> And then, uh, like, a Dixieland jazz kind of song came on. So then we were describing a parade of Sasquatch going down the streets of New Orleans with their horns and parasols. I would love to see that. And then the third one was a jazz song where it was a bunch of, like, super hip, uh, you know, what do you call them, beatnik kind of looking Sasquatch with, like, berets and cigarettes. <laughs> like Snapping their furry fingers. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we had a lot of fun so it wasn't necessarily it. mysterious or weird but i, I don't I know i think that's pretty weird <laughs> i guess it is weird it's <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny so what what mysterious thing are you gonna tell me about did another bugs innards end up on your face no no bug innards ended up on my face but this is strange so i was sleeping and i woke up in the middle of the night like it was still dark outside so it, but it felt like I had been sleeping a long time. So my guess is around three or four in the morning. And okay. I had this crazy feeling in my hand, like a pain. Not like when you're, you know, when your hand or your arm falls asleep, you can kind of be like, you can tell it's asleep. It's like heavy, can't move it. Right. So I had this strange, odd feeling in my hand. And I, I sat straight up in bed and it was cramped up like a claw. Like what? I had a claw and I couldn't move it. And I just, I woke Jay up. I was like, Jay, Jay, my hand, what? Something's wrong with me. And he woke up. He woke up and he looked at it and he moved it kind of for me. And all of a sudden yeah. it felt, then it felt like pins and needles, like my hand was asleep. And, oh, weird. Um, then I, he fell immediately back to sleep. Like, and then I did too. Neither one of us remembered it until later the next night when, we were having dinner, and I was like, oh, my God, do you remember that when I woke up? Do you remember when I woke you up in the middle of the night because my hand was asleep? Don't you love being married to this lady? <laughs> well, okay, so that's not all, folks. So the next day, we were in the house, in the new house that we're about to move into, and 
we have this guy, Abe, who's helping us work on the house. He's a skilled um, contractor type person who knows how to do things. So we hired him <laughs> to, he knows how to do stuff we don't know how to do. I so we like hired him. Contractor type person who knows how to do things. <laughs> I don't know what his official so title is. It's title. Yes. That's what's on his business cards. <laughs> so, so we were, you know, we were kind of getting ready to leave for the night. And he was like, I'm going to go home and take care of my hand. And I was like, what's wrong with your hand? And he said, he was like, I have this weird, like, my hand is all swollen on this finger. And it was like the pinky finger area, right kind of where mine had cramped up. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, what's wrong with it? And he's like, I don't know. I got a bite or a splinter or something. I woke up in the middle of the night with it. And I was like, in the middle of the night? <laughs> like, like what time? And he's like, I don't know. It was probably about four in the morning. And I was like, Th- that's so weird. How that happened to me too with my hand, the same part of my hand. And what? I woke Jay up and he was like, that's, that's crazy. I woke my girl up. And I was just like, did the same thing happen to us? <laughs> I barely know this person. We just you- met a few weeks ago. <laughs> Well, he is installing some of the most... Wait, is he doing the toilets? <laughs> I was going to say, he's getting pretty intimate with, like, where your poop goes. So, uh, you know, you got. I feel like you got a special bond. <laughs> well, Jay's doing the toilets, actually. So that's Jay. But he is, like, he's doing a lot of stuff to our house. So maybe there's some sort of weird connection. It's the Spider-Verse. You're both Spider-Men. Spider-Men <gasps> in different dimensions cool that's what i'm going with a spider bit you on the hand and now you are spider lady am i going to be able to shoot webs out or anything anytime soon out of your nose cool (laughs) it's gross ew life is gross so he but you don't your hand isn't swollen or anything right no my hand is okay now i hope you didn't get bit by a spider in the middle of the night that's creepy I mean, it's really going to put a damper on his contractor style person who's good at things job. (laughs) I think it's fine. He was there yesterday working and he didn't have any webs shooting out or any hands falling off. So I think you should tell him about my theory. You have to you have to tell him that he's Spider-Man now. Okay. Yeah. I'll let him know. (laughs) He's just changed his last name. Abe (laughs) Spider-Man. Abe Spider-Man here. I think I got bit by a spider and now I got web powers. I'm a Spider-Man. Okay, anyway. Bye. We're not here to talk about Spider-Man. We're here to talk about the Bigfoot Festival, the WNC Western North Carolina Bigfoot Festival. Yep, it was the second annual. I think they're going to have to make it bigger next year. It was huge. There was a lot of people. So what well, did you think of it? I thought it was some grade A people watching. Mm. We also met some very nice people. That were fun to talk to. Saw a lot of cool art. Went to a really cute little restaurant. I've never been to Marion, so that was fun. Yeah. That yeah. restaurant was good, I, too. I, I, I recommend going there next year, everybody. Yeah. There weren't enough get, people. Please go. <laughs> yeah, you need... Well, maybe they'll make it bigger. Because I... Well, we did miss... There were two documentaries, I thought. Uh, yeah. Being screened somewhere. We missed those because we were just trying to walk around and talk to people. And I couldn't stop just staring at everyone. And also my son was with us. And although I hadn't, I don't know, he's pretty into Bigfoot. He would probably write or he would probably watch uh, a documentary. Maybe we can catch yeah. it next year. There were a think? ton 
of people though it was like we couldn't walk at the beginning and then after lunch we walked out and it had thinned out a little bit so we were able to walk around so that was good but it was yeah it was nice it's just a lot of a lot of weirdos believing in bigfoot so that was fun yeah it was really fun and we tried to enter the bigfoot calling contest i didn't realize they don't pick everybody you put your name you basically put a your name in the hat or whatever i don't know if there's an actual hat but you register and then they they only pick a few people i think they only picked like 10 people or something and so they didn't pick us we didn't get to do our bigfoot calls we had practice no i'm gonna get to do it next year and i'm gonna win yes you are gonna win oh but when we were walking down the street later on back to the car we both did our bigfoot calls (laughs) we all four did one laura and levon did one too that was cute when you did yours we all jumped out of our skin <laughs> we're all I like, did a oh shriek. my god we, yeah it was quite a shriek <laughs> have a good sh- i won't do it now into the microphone please don't just be rude. <laughs> rude 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 so shall i segue in do you mean shall i ride on a motorized scooter into the next topic yep that's exactly what i mean <laughs> okay <laughs> that's a noise a segue makes right um yeah sure so that sounds good i I'm going to talk to you a little bit about someone that we met and part of the uh, impetus behind this Bigfoot Festival, a guy named John Bruner, um, who we met and who created Bigfoot 911. He was so nice. He looked super busy. He was running around dealing with vendors and all kinds of stuff, but he still was like, seemed like pretty eager, actually, to be interviewed. He was into it. He wasn't like, sure, whatever. He's like, of course, come on over here. We went over there and stood right out, right next to the Bigfoot Colin stage and, uh, and we just got... asked him a couple questions. It was pretty fun. Yeah, it was really, really fun. So I'll, I'll uh, tell you a little bit about this guy. Um, he cre- Like I said, he created Bigfoot 911, which is a small but dedicated group of Bigfoot investigators in McDowell County, North Carolina. Um, John wanted to create a space where people can report Bigfoot sightings and be taken seriously. His sons, John Eric, which is one word, that's not two people. John Eric, Nick, and Brad are part of the group as well, along with some other dudes, Corey Webb, Philip Finley, and Gavin Wood. And I wrote, bunch of dudes, they need some ladies on the team. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the Squatch sisters? The Sis-Squatches. Sis-Squatch. Oh, God. Um... John called the group Bigfoot 911 because so many of the members work in emergency services, including himself. Um, he works as an e- what is it? What do you call it? Like an EMS person? An EMT? I don't know. EMT? Technician, yeah, I'm not exactly sure what his title is. I think but it's EMT. You're doing good work, John. Doing the Lord's work. Saving people's lives and hunting Bigfoot. I love it. That's right. And uh, his son, John Eric, served in the military. So they have a lot of, like, tactical experience between, between all of them. So the, the group has gone on several expeditions, concentrating on the area around Lake James, which is not far from where I live. So in, in the McDowell News, the paper there, there was a statement from the Bigfoot 911 group that reads... We have documented extensive evidence that Bigfoot exists in McDowell County. We conduct our research in the most professional way. We look at all the evidence presented and make a determination as a team as to whether the evidence is an actual Bigfoot or something that is explained and debunked. 
We will continue to research the topic and remain open-minded in all of our investigations. And I will say, too, that John Eric, um, one of his sons, is he does not believe in Bigfoot. He goes out, so he's... He's the me. He's the you. He's the skeptic skeptic. of the group. I like it. So he's kind of keeping everybody on their toes. And also, he said that it's... um, it's a way for him to keep his like his military training in practice, basically, to go out and hunt for Bigfoot. That makes sense. Not hunt for. They're not going to kill Bigfoot. They're, they're not going to hurt Bigfoot. Searching yeah. for Bigfoot. Right. Yeah, I should say that. Yeah, I wish that the name Hunter wasn't part of what people refer to those people. Because I, I kept writing that yeah. in my notes, like Bigfoot Hunter. And I'm like, no, these people we talked to would never hurt Bigfoot. They're just looking for him. We just call them foot lookers. <laughs> Footlookers. They're just footlookers. That sounds like a um, creepo on the internet. Sorry. Yeah, it does. It's like leaf peepers. Oh, my God. And they're all up there in the, at the same time, I bet, huh? I bet the leaf peepers really annoy the footlookers because they drive away the big feet. That's probably exactly true. We're creating a, a turf war where there was none. Sorry. Sorry. So... Bruner, John Bruner, and the others, his others on his team, vividly remember an expedition for the night of July 2015. I'll tell you about it really quickly before we play his interview. Um, He said, we were divided into two groups and we were walking along a forest service road. I heard something to my right. We stopped. The moon was full and the headlamps were off. After about three minutes, I looked to my right and I saw a silhouette high up of what looked like a head to me. I pulled my son Nick behind me and it stepped to the right and then bolted down through the holler. Bruner then radioed for Webb and his other son, John Eric, to come join them. When they got there, Bruner says, we could hear it going up the other side of the holler. The team then took measurements of whatever it is they saw in the darkness. They were able to measure it because the silhouette had been up against a tree. So they measured up against that tree. And they determined that whatever they saw was eight feet, six inches tall, which is quite large. It's a big old Bigfoot. It's a big old Bigfoot. And uh, yeah, we talked to him briefly at the festival. He was really busy, like we said. But he did mention this encounter, and he talked a little bit more about Bigfoot 911. So shall we play the little clip, the short interview? Yes. Play it Play away. Play it again, Sam. All right. All right. Here's John Bruner, Bigfoot 911 founder. All right. We're here with John Bruner, founder of Bigfoot 911. How's it going, John? It's going good. How are y'all today? We're good. We're good. We wanted to ask you, well, I wanted to ask you first off, um, how did you come up with the Bigfoot 911 idea? Well, actually, I've been doing Bigfoot research for about 40 years. And in 2014, when my son uh, got back from out of the military, we decided to start a, a field research team. And so we, uh, we went with Bigfoot 911, and we've been rocking ever since. Oh, man. That's amazing. So is this people can call in their Bigfoot sightings? They can go to our website and, and send the sighting reports, yes. And you take them all seriously. Absolutely. Because, number one, I wasn't there. They were. So I take everything they say serious. That's awesome. awesome. And so do you want to ask your Bigfoot questions? Yes. um, I have, when did you first entertain the possibility of Bigfoot's existence? Uh, In 1977. 1977. What happened in 77? Uh, I was in the woods. I was 12 years old. And I was in the woods. And I started hearing these knocks that I couldn't explain. 
and um, they, it just puzzled me and and you know nobody knew nothing about it and then in the 80s they figured out that that's Bigfoot you know uh, that that's Bigfoot communication yeah and of course I'd seen other signs you know um, you know really really huge uh, game trails that that's bigger than anything we got here right. and and so you know I, I just started at that time I just started you know laying down some research taking some notes I have tons and tons of documentation over the years wow. that that I have actually found and, and encountered that's amazing mm -hmm. um, do you have a personal theory on Bigfoot like do you think he it is a the missing link uh, a forest spirit or an inter interdimensional being? What's your personal theory? I think that Bigfoot uh, is a derivative of the uh, Gigantopithecus okay. and um, came across the Bering Straits when it was froze, you know, the natural land bridge, right. and, and migrated into Canada and, and Alaska and then throughout the United States. Okay. I like that theory. Um, and why do you think that no one's ever found any Bigfoot remains? Well, I have a theory about that myself. Okay. I, I, I am a medical examiner, oh. and um, if 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 you take a body out into the woods, it takes less than two weeks for it to totally disappear. They have proved that at the body farm at the at uh, UT Knoxville. Oh yes, I want to donate my body to the body farm one day. <laughs> and, and, and so, if you take it out there and, and you take a body out there, it's gone in about two weeks. And when they do find things, they may find a leg bone or a skull. They don't find an intact skeleton right. of anything. Right. So, because you know, nature takes its course. Okay. Um, and I have a couple, one more question. I'll ask you: Is do you think our government is aware of Bigfoot? I think they are aware of Bigfoot, but they don't want to talk about it. Okay. Well, I have one more question. Okay. Have you personally seen or heard Bigfoot besides the knocking? Yes. Uh, we had a sighting uh, August 5th, 2017 here in McDowell County. Oh, wow. And I personally saw it, yes. Oh, my gosh. Can you say a little bit more about that? Yes. Uh, it was about nine feet tall when we went back and done the measurements, about nine feet tall. Um, it was, uh, the hair, it didn't look like what you would think. The hair was stringy and matted, kind of resembled a wet dog. Huh. Uh, the face was, was um, t it, it didn't have any hair on its face, and it was like a piece of black leather. Its nose was completely flat. I stood and watched it breathe. I watched its chest rise and fall, and when it turned to walk off, I watched its muscles flex in its legs when it took a step. Wow, that's amazing. And did you smell anything? Well, I get asked that question a lot. <laughs> and the only thing that, that I can recall smell it was, was there was a musty smell. However, it had rained earlier that day, so I can't attribute that to the Bigfoot. Okay. All right. Thank you so much, John. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good one. appreciate you very much. All right. Wasn't All right. that sweet? Wasn't that nice of him that to talk to so us? so nice. He was very nice. I enjoyed yeah. talking to him. That was cool. I liked hearing his his experiences and his uh, his love of Bigfoot. I know he seemed like he actually he just seemed very sincere and and and, and he was very kind to give us his time because he was super busy. And uh, I will let you all know that Bigfoot Nine One One has a Facebook page and a Facebook group if you want more information, or you can email Bigfoot Nine One One Bob R at gmail dot com with your sightings. Yeah. 
So if you're ever in McDowell, McDowell County, you can probably email them from all over and they'd be interested too. They'll take all of your Bigfoot sightings seriously. Oh yeah, yeah. I just meant if you were ever up there and you wanted to oh, go, yeah. go, go looking searching. for Bigfoot, Sasquatch search. They are Sas- up there. Sasquatch. Nope. Sasquatch they are. search. Yeah, search I gotta stop squatch. with the portmanteaus. It's not, it's not working out for me this episode. <laughs> not today. It's not the day for it. Nope, nope. Are you really enjoying None of This Is Real, you know, the podcast you're listening to, but you kind of wish you could get paid to listen to it? Well, the PodCoin app actually pays you to listen to this podcast and all your favorite podcasts because it's the podcast player that pays. You heard of it? If not, don't worry. Super easy. Just get the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android, sign up, and start listening to podcasts. You'll earn PodCoins. You'll either earn gift cards or you can donate to charity. It turns your podcast listening into actual dollars. I use the PodCoin app now to do all my podcast listening, and I love it. Go on there on your app store, your Android store, whatever store you got going on over there, and check it out. Use the invite code NOTREAL, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. That's 300 PodCoin for signing up with the PodCoin app using the code NOTREAL. Goodbye. And I'm Rebecca. And we're the hosts of the I, I Have, Have a Strange, Strange Story podcast. podcast. We didn't do it. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Listen in as we retell your personal paranormal stories. We've got Bigfoot, we've got aliens, we've got skinwalkers, and we've got movie references. Listen in every week as we retell your paranormal stories with comedy, cussing, and class. And sometimes coffee, and sometimes cats. And sometimes beer or wine, and sometimes cats and trash cans. Okay. <laughs> Catch us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Bye. Bye. Before we went up to the festival, I had looked up, you know, who was going to be there and who was going to be talking. And I read a couple articles about this guy called Doug Teague. And if you ask him, which you will hear later, he doesn't have a title. He's just Doug. So he's not even Doug Teague. He's just Doug. Just Doug. And um, so <laughs> we had sat around the kitchen table and watched his video and watched an interview with him or read an interview with him um, and saw some pictures of his dog, Crazy Daisy. Aww. So when we walked up to his table, we walked past and I looked down and saw a picture of him and the dog. And I was like, oh, my gosh, let's see if we can interview Doug Teague. And he was also very busy. He had a lot of people looking because he had a lot of um casts and information and examples of like how bones deteriorate in the woods you know exposed to the elements he had a lot of stuff yeah he, he was a real wilderness guy and he had a lot of pictures of the woods where he hunt uh, uh searches for bigfoot he had a lot of like he had a lot of information out and photos and very knowledgeable guy yeah he even had a whole table display about things you should watch out for when you're looking for bigfoot in north carolina like copperheads and you know mostly copperheads that's all i can think of because they terrify me um but yeah it was really good but we so we went up to him and we were like hey uh we've read about your bigfoot encounter do you think we could interview you and so we we told him we would come back later towards the end 
of the festival because that was in the beginning when it seemed like there was 50,000 people there. I wonder how many people were actually there, but God, it was, it felt like a lot. It was a lot. I'm going to tell you, I guess I'll tell you a little bit about Doug before you hear him talk. And I, I have a source. It is a Hickory Daily Record article by Jordan Hensley called, He Says Bigfoot is Real and His Video Proves It. Ooh. So you can find Doug on Facebook, and he runs a, a group with some other people called Catawba Valley Bigfoot Research Group. And you can join it. It's a, I'm pretty sure it's a public group. And people on there post things that they've seen in the area of Catawba Valley. So this is their description on Facebook. I have always believed... This is a group where if you believe, you can tell your stories and share your adventures. Keep it clean and be nice. Thank you and God bless. Sweet. Short and to the point, yes. So, um, Just Doug has been looking for Bigfoot for nearly a decade. And in that time, has encountered Bigfoot four times. But the big news was in August of this year, so not that long ago, he, um, he made the news with a video that he made where he was walking through the woods in McDowell County. And he went out there to get some trail cams that he had set up. And he wasn't he wasn't on an actual Bigfoot search. He was just going out there with Crazy Daisy to check the trail cams. And you can find a video. All you have to do is Google Doug Teague Bigfoot. And, and I'll post some stills on social media so you can see it. So he went into the woods. I've been here with his steadfast and precious companion, Crazy Daisy. I'll, <laughs> I'll post a picture of her, too. So he was out there about 3 or 4. And it was about 90 degrees. So it was 3 or 4 in the afternoon, 90 degrees. Not the ideal Bigfoot searching conditions. Because usually you want to go early in the morning or at dusk, where it's 40 to 70 degrees and there are no leaves on the trees, according mm. to Doug. That's ideal Bigfoot investigating conditions. So he wasn't expecting to see anything, and he wasn't looking. So he's walking through the forest, and then he, they, he starts hearing wood-knocking sounds. Classic Bigfoot. Because that's Classic. something I've been... I uh, knew a guy who lived in Stokes County, North Carolina, who said that he had heard the wood-knocking sounds before and, you know, couldn't figure... And I, I remember hearing those sounds when I was a kid when we would run out in the woods... And we would go, you know, pretty far back there. But I always thought it was, like, somebody working on a building. So, I mean, either I heard a carpenter or a Bigfoot as a child. Or a Bigfoot carpenter. Ah, yes! That's hot. Okay, so. So he hears the wood knocking and is like, oh, it's probably just a woodpecker. Doesn't really think anything about it. And then something starts throwing rocks at him. And he's like, okay, woodpeckers don't throw rocks. What's up with that? No, they sure don't. And he looks over in that direction and sees and records. He gets his phone out and records this. And you, it looks like if you're, I don't know if it's a, I'm not going to say. It looks like a large dark form with its back facing the camera and it's behind some trees. And you can see it moving like the sun changes on its body you can tell that it's moving so it's not just a big rock or something so that when he when he was asked how he knows that he didn't just take a video of a bear he said bears don't throw rocks simple as that simple as that and god bless and then he he said and also crazy daisy will will approach a bear she'll go up to anything but she will not approach a bigfoot so that was another thing that told him and i, I will close out with a quote from the article people don't believe in them but they're there he said. He's so he's so 
just to the point, understated. He he's not no flim flam, no extra BS. Just no, Andy. Andy just like kind of tongue in cheek and sarcastic. Sometimes it seemed like he. I liked yeah. Doug. I enjoyed talking to Doug. I know he's a great beard. You might possibly have a little crush on Doug. I told Lorenzo, Shh. I was like, you better, um, better watch her around Doug Teague, just Doug. Yes, in the past month, Lauren has been afraid that I will run away with a puppeteer, a funk band from Harlem, and then a, a big, Bigfoot hunter, searcher, investigator, investigator. whatever. Yeah, a Bigfoot investigator. I'm like... Um, still here so you're okay don't worry you're still here. you're still you're still beat out all of those sexy sexy men lorenzo so you're doing good you're doing all right bud. okay so we have a clip of about a five another five minute or so interview with doug teague he's he was a little more soft-spoken and it was a little louder where we were so i hope you can hear it okay and you'll see what we mean how he's just no nonsense and he was super sweet Yep, I re- I enjoyed talking to Doug and John. It was a great day. Yeah, so enjoy this. Take it away, Doug. <laughs> here you go, just Doug. <laughs> All right, I'm out here with Doug Teague, who's just Doug, <laughs> and <laughs> and we're gonna ask you a couple of questions about your uh, your Bigfoot adventures. What do you have there? Well, Sarah? I'll start off by asking you what inspired you. What was the first time that you got excited about Bigfoot? I'm a gorilla freak. A gorilla freak. I love gorillas. I'm a gorilla activist. All right. I like it. That's mm-hmm. a great answer. Yeah. And so do you think, is your theory that that Bigfoot is like a missing link? It's a, I call it the North American primate. North American primate. Great ape. North American great ape. I like it. And so do you, when you go out and look for him, do you just stick to North Carolina? This is a Kakalaki-centric... I stick to one area, which is North Cove, Okay. and I ring a bell every time I go in the woods to let them know I'm there. Okay. And so how many times do you think you have encountered a Bigfoot? Four? Four. Four. That's amazing. And I've mm-hmm. seen the video um, that you have talked about online, which is an amazing video. But So what are, what are the other times? What has happened? Uh, basically, two at night. And that's where they'll just peek around trees and then once crossing the trail in front of me. Did you get chills? No. No? Were you scared? Just a giddy school kid. That's what it's like. <laughs> that's a good answer. Yeah. So when you go out to look for Bigfoot, what do you use? Just your senses? Do you have tools? Uh, basically, once you find them in an area, you just stick with that area. That's my, like all these guys, they go different places. Yeah. I stick with my area. That's why I ring that bell. Once they get used to me coming, they know I'm bringing moon pies. They know I'm bringing granola bars. <laughs> I'd be there too. I, I love those moon pies. You know, yeah. That's what they know. Okay. So you're trying to befriend the the Sasquatch in one area. Yes. So that eventually. Yes. So if you did encounter a Sasquatch, would you tell anybody? Would you? No. Would you prove it in any way? No. No. Because you don't trust no, science I've and got, the government? I've got clear photos, video, and I don't show anybody. Yeah. Do you think they just want to be left alone? I think they're curious that they don't want, I mean, they don't want you to walk up and smack them on the butt or nothing. But, <laughs> you know, well. they're curious. They, they're interested just like we're curious going out in the woods looking for them. 
But no, I don't think they want to be. I don't think they want to go to Walmart. No. <laughs> Even though they'd fit right in. They would fit right in yeah. at Walmart. Maybe someday we'll see one at Walmart. That'd be my first sighting at a Walmart. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. And yeah. then, uh, have you ever sm- had any smells associated with the no. Bigfoot? No smells? A lot of my cohorts here have, but I have not. Skunk. Yeah, yeah. But Crazy Daisy stirred up a skunk every now and then, but <laughs> that's it. Do you take your dog with you? Every time. Every time. So you think they like they like her? Mm, she won't. She's approached every animal you can think of, including a bear. But she will not approach a bigfoot. Okay. She'll come back to my feet. That's what tells. Like if we hear any kind of sounds or whatever, you know, to indicate they're around. If she comes back to my feet, that tells me there's a possibility there is one. Wow. Do you, and I have one more question, and then we'll let you go. Okay. Or do you have any more questions? Oh, no, that's okay. We're doing great. Do you think there's anything supernatural about the Bigfoot? No. Nothing? So no. Because the dog... science. The dog thing makes me think the, you know, how they get, like, intuition, they get have feelings about stuff. Well, Bigfoot, to me, just like I put over there, some of those might be give warning signs. They use Mother Nature, mm. just like crow. I'll ask you a question. Nobody knows. What would you call a group of crows? Is it not a murder? There you go. Gosh, I'm <laughs> oh, We got yeah, it. That's awesome. That is awesome. But you, anytime you hear crows get upset, they're either getting upset because you come in the woods and they're warning them, or they could be warning you. Squirrels, same way. Squirrels have different postures. Tail flicker, bark, grunt. Everything indicates something's wrong. And is it squirrels, woodpeckers, crows, ravens? We got ravens up here, and uh, blue jays. And so they're warning about Bigfoot. They can be warning him or warning you. Most of the time, they're warning them. Here come those annoying humans to bother you in the woods. (laughs) uh, They smell like Walmart. one crow, one crow is going to call and shit on your head no matter what. <laughs> but if you got a murder of crows and they all start pitching a fit, something's wrong. Yeah? Yes, yeah. I find animal behavior fascinating. And coyotes yeah. are around here, and I think people say that Bigfoot uses the coyote to hunt for them. They don't use the coyote to hunt for them. They steal coyotes' prey. If they hear a group, if you hear coyotes at night and what we call attack mode, yeah. walk toward it, go toward it, because that's the way they're going to go too. Okay. They're okay. Gonna... These are good, good Bigfoot hunting tips. I like it. Yeah. I can't get her to go out in the woods in the dark with, with me. I'll have to get somebody else to go. go she's, a, she's a wuss. Go in the day. Go okay. in the day. Okay. Something any other? you want to see it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I would want to see what's coming. Yeah. Got any other advice? No. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, just Doug. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Just we really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you. I'll give you a card so you thank can you. check yeah, it out. You can hear our interview. Oh, that was so cute. I love, I love it. I love talking to both of those guys. Yeah, and we talked to Doug even more after we turned the phone off, and I wished we had gotten that part of the conversation because we were talking more about crows and ravens and other corvids, and it was, it, it was. Um, yeah, it was just very easy to talk to. Every uh, Honestly, most of the people we talked to that day, besides a couple, uh, as Lauren called them, Mothman-splainers. <laughs> Mothman-splainers. Stop it. There Which were are, a couple people. 
uh, and a couple, you know, creepy dudes. Mostly, everybody was super, super nice. I think Doug relaxed once we turned the phone off, and that's why we had a more more of a conversation about crows and everything. Because he, um, my my favorite thing that we talked about was the fact that Crazy Daisy won't go up to a Bigfoot, but she'll go up to any other animal. And so yes. I asked him, you know. That is what made me think there might be a supernatural, um, not necessarily supernatural, but maybe supernatural, but maybe just something paranormal, different, paranormal. I don't know, because my my theory has always been similar to what these these guys were saying, where it's like another species of animal. What is it? Uh, Gigantopithecus. Yes. You know, and it's just another animal that's smart enough to stay away from humans because we yeah. can't be trusted. So, but now I'm thinking dogs have a sixth sense. Dogs can sense things that we don't necessarily sense. So there's something about a Bigfoot that's not human or animal, not necessarily that they're a ghost, not necessarily that they're anything paranormal, maybe, but there's something about there's something about Bigfoot. There's just something about Bigfoot. And we're going to talk about that on the next episode. That's true. Yeah. Well, I would say that possibly a dog encountering something that looks and smells different and is much bigger than most of the things it sees would, would probably be enough to freak it out, even, you know, paranormal or otherwise. Yeah. Just be like, well, I've never smelled or seen that before. I'm good over here with Doug. Thanks. <laughs> Or I wonder if they emit some sort of pheromone or something like that that lets other animals know to stay away. Could be something Probably. Like that. I mean, that sounds likely, yeah. Animals anyway. can smell way more than we can. Animals and my mom. <laughs> animals and my mom, too. What's up with mom? She walks smell I remember so many times walking around the house going, Do you smell that? It's, it's a musty smell. What is that? <laughs> And then we'd have to find whatever was smelling or Debbie would lose it. I know. I remember before I realized how sensitive my mom's uh, smeller was, I would give her like a candle or a lotion or something. And she was very sweet and would just take it. But then she would never use it. And then I finally learned, oh, she's such, her sense of smell is so sensitive. She can't be just having any kind of any old lotion or candle. Yes. She's a, she's a delicate flower. Can't you must be. treat her with care. So... You'll notice we didn't ask each other if any of that was real because, yes, of course Bigfoot is real. Duh. Come on. <laughs> also, I think we'll probably talk about that more on the next episode where we're going to talk about theories because you yeah. can look up all the stories you want. And plus, we gave you on this episode two eye and ear witnesses to Bigfoot's existence. Yeah. So next week, I think we're just going to focus on theories. Which is what yeah. we like to talk about anyway. And I'm sure we'll make up some doozies of our own. So tune yeah. in next week for a part two theories. Part two of the Bigfoot theories. And if you're out there listening, Bigfoot, I just want to tell you thank you for being there. Thank Thanks you. We you love do. you. We believe on you. We believe all over you. Um, oh, yeah. one thing I did want to say about the Bigfoot Festival and about Bigfoot culture in general is that Bigfoot does not always need to be referred to as a he. Oh. I would like to point out that the in the Patterson-Gimlin film, the most uh, documented, famous, and 
possibly the most legit Bigfoot sighting video that exists, uh, the Bigfoot appears to be a woman. So y'all got titties, y'all. Yeah, but I just say I just be I'll just be totally um, all inclusive and just say they Bigfoot. Yeah, they. they. But I got I was starting to get a little frustrated during the Bigfoot calling contest because the guy was like, "Do you believe in Bigfoot?" Have you ever seen him? And I'm like, it's not always a him. There's family. And then I like went up on the stage and I took that microphone and I told all those people, you binary motherfuckers. (laughs) Don't force your gender norms on Bigfoot. That's why they didn't pick my name. They knew already. That is why. "Mm -mm." They were like, no, no, not letting that human Tumblr blog on the stage. Okay. All right, y'all. Well, that's all we have for now. But come back next week. Hear some crazy, crazy Bigfoot theories. And uh, send us your own. If you send us your own, we'll read them as well. Oh, yes. Please. We would love to hear all of your theories and encounters and stories and thoughts. And Are you an ear witness, an eye witness, a nose witness? Because I hear they stink. Yeah. No offense. I stink, too. It's fine. It's natural. But that is a thing that sometimes people, they'll feel a little strange in the woods. And they won't necessarily hear or see anything. But they'll smell something they've never smelled before have you ever smelled a bigfoot what do they smell like we inquiring minds want to know yes also we'll speaking of smells we'll take your life as gross stories too yeah and any other anything you want to tell us just anything email us at none of this is real podcast at gmail.com you can also slide up into our dms on facebook instagram and twitter there's also a facebook group you can join join the face group face group book and find other people who are weird and like to talk about weird stuff that'd be cool make some friends and it's a private group friends. so it's private so you can talk about it privately and your other facebook friends you the the normies won't see what you're talking about the muggles won't know how weird you are that's right they, are, they already know you're not hiding it very well <laughs> you're so <laughs> obvious <laughs> And uh, yeah, if you want to give us a little support, you can tell uh, everybody you know to listen to this podcast. You can rate, review, subscribe. Yes, rate, and... review, please. We love it. Well, and I'll post your reviews on the internet. Yeah. And what else? We have a Patreon page you can check out. You can also send us your beautiful, beautiful voice. Send us a, a voice message, a, um, a voice recording to our email address, and we'll put it on the end of this podcast. Yeah. What's real to you? What do you believe on? What what's your what is the meaning of life please tell us god we need to know nah i'm good okay all right just leave it a mystery but one thing we would love for you to know is that you do not have to believe in any of this but you do have to believe on yourself please believe all over yourself do it you do it just do it do it just trust us just go ahead and do it (laughs) Yeah. Okay. okay. Good job. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Philip, have you ever seen Bigfoot? I've never seen Bigfoot, but I've had interactions. I've actually thrown rocks back and forth with Bigfoot for about five to ten minutes <gasps> oh in the gosh. woods. That's amazing.